0: Let's try that again. To be or not to be, that is the amen. All right, this sounds familiar. A little Shakespeare up in here. Hey. All right. And today's challenge question to you guys, alive or dead? And you're going to get that a little bit later uh, in the message, okay? So I really wanted to focus tonight on the worship. I want you guys to understand what it means to get intimate with the Lord. And right there, that is called intimacy. That is getting closer to him. That is allowing him to touch your heart, okay? So let's go ahead (laughs) go ahead and do this message really quick. So let's go ahead and turn our Bibles to uh, John chapter 3. It's going to be a quick one. I want it to be straight to the point. we got a lot of the visitors here, and I thank you for coming. You're going to have a good time, I promise. Tonight is objective, okay? Tonight we have an objective in this message, and it's to make sure every single one of you know where you're going to go when you die. Not according to my understanding, not according to what I think is right or wrong, but according to the Word of God. Somebody say... According to the word of God. So today's objective is for every single person to make sure they know, you know, where you're going to go when you die. Because that's the one thing I can promise you today. Everybody's going to die eventually. Is, is that right? <coughs> Amen. Okay. So John chapter 3, verse 1, Jesus teaches Nicodemus. You know what? Before we go, I want I to uh, give you guys a visual. Because you guys know that Jesus Christ existed, right? You guys know that he actually walked on this earth 2,000 years ago, right? Right, wearing his sandals. But it wasn't in Chicago, you guys know, right? So let's go, go up sister, really quick. You know, go to chapter 2. <laughs> go to the end of chapter 2, I think. All the way down. All the way down. Okay, there you go. Now, while he was where? Now, who, who's he? There you go. At the Passover feast, many people saw the miraculous signs uh, he was doing and believed in his name. Now, while Jesus was in Jerusalem, sister, if you can put up the maps that I always have, and I want you guys to have a visual on where Jesus Christ was at. It's always good to know where it was at because it, it's good. When you have a visual, you get a better understanding. When you have a better understanding, your eyes are awakened to the word of God. Amen. It helps me to know where well, I'm at when I'm reading. You understand? If they're talking about Mexico, I want to know where Mexico's at. <laughs> How many of you guys know where Mexico's at? Amen. Go ahead, sister. Thank you. Okay, so you guys know where we're at over here, right? This is Mexico. Hey. All right, we got Chicago right here. So we're going to be looking all the way in this area. What's this big continent right here? Okay, so you guys know what you're doing. Okay, keep on going. Next slide. Very good, very good. So we're over here. And right here, down here is Africa. We got Egypt down here. And then... We're looking around this area. Now, we're going to be right here in this in this uh, blue part. But very good. Now, we're all over here. This is still Africa. Egypt right here, right? And then we're looking at this body of water right here on this dot specifically, okay? <coughs> Next slide. And a closer look, Jerusalem. This is where we are at. So we went from all the way to Chicago all the way over here, right? And it's called the Dead Sea area right here. And then that's where we're at, Jerusalem. There we go. Sorry, guys, I lost myself. So we got the Red Sea here. This is called the Jordan what? And what's, 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 what's so important about the Jordan River? Jesus got baptized in that water by Who? John the Baptist. Good job, guys. All right. So now that we got a visual of where we're at, let's go ahead and keep on reading. John chapter three. Says you can put that slide back up in the scripture. (coughs) Those of you following with the Bible, verse one. Now there was a uh, a man of of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a member of the Jewish ruling council. Meaning this guy had some rank. Okay, he was uh, he was part of the ruling council. So if there is a a decision to be made, he was there. You understand? So he came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know you are a teacher who has come from God. For no one could perform the miraculous signs you are doing if God were not with him. And replied Jesus declared, I tell you the truth. No one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. Amen. Verse 4. How can a man be born when he is old? Now this is Nicodemus talking, okay? How can a man be born when he's old? Nicodemus asked. surely he cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb to be born. You guys understand what, what, what he was thinking right there? I don't want you to get too much of a visual, okay? But look, you guys understand. He's saying, how can me, an old man, an old Jewish man, be born again? Because I've already been born. I'm, I'm, I'm alive right now. you talking about me going back into my mother's womb and then coming out again? See, he's understand this guy. It was wise. He was a teacher. Yes, he, he had some rank. And he was thinking right there at that moment. He's like, that's crazy. How can I be born again? A little silly, but it's okay. Nobody can laugh. It's okay. So verse five, Jesus answered, I tell you the truth. No one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and the Spirit. Born of water and the Spirit. Now, born water. Most scholars believe that that's meaning born in the flesh. Okay, born in the reality because we're all born through water, right? When you see a pregnant woman in the grocery store and you hear ah, and you, you slip and you're like, what the heck? What what just happened? Okay, thank you very much. I Means she's about to give birth, right? Okay, so we're, that so no one could be born again spiritually. Unless they're born again physically, okay? So you need to be born again of water and then of, of what? Spirit. Very good. Verse 6, flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to the spirit. You should not be surprised Am my saying you must be born again. The, the wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sounds, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. Verse 9, how can this be, Nicodemus asked. You are Israel's teacher, said Jesus, and do you not understand these things? So Nicodemus said, how I, I still don't understand. I don't get it. And Jesus just kind of looks at him He said, dude, you're Israel's teacher. You're of the ruling council and you still don't get it? What's going on with you? What kind of understanding do you have? The son of man. Verse 14, just as Moses lifted up the snake in the desert, so the, man, the son of man must be lifted up. Verse 15, that everyone who believes in him may have what? One more time, may have? Very good. So let's, let's go ahead. I got uh, top three questions that could be asked off of this scripture, or four questions rather, okay? Question number one, what does it mean to be born again? He's talking about it. It seems kind of important, especially if Jesus Christ mentions it, right? So what does it mean? It is a gift from God in order to have eternal life. What's eternal life? Living in, (coughs) there you go, eternal life. It is the beginning of a personal relationship with God and the transformation from the inside out. Okay? Right there, that's very important. It is not just a gift from God, but it's also the beginning of a personal relationship. How many of you guys want to have kids when you're older, 20, 30, 40 years from now? Okay. All the girls say, okay, and all the fellows say, maybe, right? (laughs) So, (coughs) excuse me. So if you want to have a kid, just imagine yourself having a kid, a toddler. Let's say I have a Dolfo Junior, okay? And if you come evangelizing with me, you hear uh, this example a lot. If I have a Dolfo Junior here, cute little guy, muscular, and I say, hey, Adolfo Jr., I'm only going to spend about an hour, yeah, about an hour a week with you, and that's it. And we only spend an hour a week, and that's max. What kind of relationship would Adolfo Jr. and I have? A good relationship or a poor relationship? (coughs) It's a poor relationship. Why? Because we don't spend time with each other. I only see him for an hour. I'll be lucky if he, he calls me dad, right? I'll be lucky if he even sees me as his father, right? Now, guys... Our Heavenly Father is the same way. If you only spend an hour with God a week, your Heavenly Father, what kind of relationship do you have with them? A good one or a poor one? Think about it. Don't get over spiritualized. Don't get, oh, it's God. He's everywhere. He's every- I'm, I'm dropping a deuce. He's right there. You know what I mean? Guys, come on, man. Yes, okay, I guess he kind of is in a sense. But are you really spending time with him? Are you, are you talking to him? Are you reading about him? Are you singing to him? Are you speaking to others about him? Do you want to make him known? Those are examples of spending time with your Father in heaven. And everybody said, come on, somebody. Let's go to turn to your Bibles to John chapter 1. I'm sorry, no, Ephesians chapter 4. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 4, verse 23. Let me get an amen when you're there. I'm going to wait for a little bit longer for everybody else to get their Ephesians, chapter 4, verse 23. Amen? All right, okay, okay. And being born again, basically, uh, Paul is, uh, is describing what it means to be born again. To be made new in the attitude of your mind and to put on the new self-created To be like God in true righteousness and holiness. So it's not just about spending time. It's also about being like him. It's also being like Jesus Christ. And what did Jesus Christ do? He loved, right? He spread the word. Am I correct? You see, he came here. He came here not to condemn the earth. He didn't come here to destroy it. He came here to save it. And he chose us. What an honor, isn't it? That God chose us, that he chose me. Those of you who don't know me, three years ago, in March 11th, I will be born again for three years. I will be saved for three years. And before that time, a little over three years ago, I was an early stage alcoholic. Guys, in my trunk, I had two big old Uh, One big bottle of Absolute Vodka and another one of Jägermeister or Jack Daniels with cups and glasses to go with it. You understand me? Instead of a spare tire, that's what I had. That was smart, right? And then in my glove department, I had a water bottle just like this, and I put big X's around it to make sure I don't drink it uh, thinking it's water full of vodka. It was full of vodka. When I was just having a long day, take a swig like my brother did. Earlier, but it was water, amen. But I took a swig, it was something different. It wasn't good for me, okay? That was me. I was addicted to cigarettes. I smoked weed. My whole life consisted of lying. My whole life consisted of lusting, going after women. That was my thing. I just loved partying. You see, Mardi Gras, I would have gone there for a different reason. You understand me? By this time, by this age, I would have been in Mardi Gras already. But it wouldn't have been for the reason I went this year. You understand me? God's good, man. And Just before my birthday, my birthday's in May, and I I had these big plans. I was 20 years old, an early stage alcoholic. Just comprehend that for a second. And I was planning to run out of bars, have a good time with my boys and my girls, and then I got saved. And I was just like, what do I do now? My birthday. Oh, Lord. You know? The devil tried to tell me, he's like, come on, it's okay, just don't get drunk. You know what I mean? That's what he tried telling me. But, man, I just fought the devil, and I prayed, and what did I do? I went out evangelizing on my birthday. I went out to spread the word of God on my birthday, guys. That's, and that's not boasting about me. That's not saying, hey, I'm better than you guys. I'm here to say, hey, God is good, and he transformed me. And if He could change me, he could change any one of you guys in here, because I could guarantee you I was the worst sinner in this place. I could guarantee it. Let's continue. So a review, Ephesians 4, 23. To be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on a new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. If you're truly born again, you will officially become a child of God. That's another thing. What does it mean to be born again? You will officially become a child of God. Amen. How many children of the Lord we have in here? come on in John chapter one you don't have to turn there I have to finish up in John chapter 1 verse 12 it says yet to all who receive him to those who believed in his name he gave the right to become children of God oh come on I need some help preaching up in here now I'm gonna oh come on now you guys got me started you guys gonna get me preaching up in here okay guys so I need some help here okay so when I say amen you guys gonna say so when I say a scripture, you guys gonna say, oh come on somebody. That's how we do church around here. Welcome to Elevate. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. So John chapter 1. Verse 12 says it very clear. It does not take rocket science, guys. You do not need a degree to understand. It's very easy to comprehend. Here, let me show you. Get to all who receive Him, who receive Jesus Christ, to those who believe in the name of Jesus Christ, who gave the right to become. They gave, if you gave, if you gave your life to God, you officially gave your, uh, the right to become. A child of God meaning you will go to heaven, meaning you will have joy in your life, meaning that whatever you're going through in life, it will be taken from you. Whatever sorrow you're facing, it will be taken from you. I don't care what's going on in your house. I don't care what's going on with your parents. I don't care what's going on in school with the game bangers. What kind of financial trouble you're going through? Jesus Christ is there and he's going to fill that gap in. Whatever gap you have in your heart, he will fill it in. He'll take out the junk. He'll take out the loss. He'll take out the garbage. The Depression, the self hatred, the self-glorification. He'll take it all out. He'll take away the perversion and he'll fill it in with glory. He'll fill it in with joy. He'll fill it in with peace and patience and kindness and goodness and the light. Come on, somebody. God is good because He is just that's just the way He is. He's good. His name is good and He's mighty to save. God is come on somebody. Come on, somebody. You see, if you're truly born again, you will no longer live the lifestyle of the world. You will no longer live the lifestyle of the world. And you guys know, here at Elevate, we're living above the what? There you go. Those those are the regulars. But those of you who are not regulars your first time here, we believe in living above the norm. And what is the norm? What is it? Let me show you. Sister, if you can put up that slide for me really quick. What's normal? What's of the world? What is that? If you're truly born again, you will no longer live the lifestyle of the world. What what does that mean? Being of the world. It's a list. I'm going to give you a list really quick, okay? Verse 2, telling lies. The second one, fighting. Right? Continue, sister. We got cursing, smoking. Okay, drinking, getting drunk like I was, lusting. And what's lusting? Fellas, when that pretty little girl comes up, whoo, and you breaking your neck, and you, like, you think you're an owl. You're about to turn your head this way, and you're trying. You know what I mean? That's lusting, okay? Girls, when you, when you see an attractive guy without a shirt on, you're just looking. Ooh. You know what I mean? All of a sudden your voice gets real deep, doesn't it? Okay? That's lusting. You understand what I'm saying? If you looking, and you going like this, and you going like that, girl, you lusting! AKA sinning! You understand what I'm saying? Guys, you know what I'm talking about. I'm not gonna get into that with the guys, cause you already know what I'm saying. Okay? So, lusting. We got telling lies, fighting, cursing, smoking, drinking, getting drunk, lusting. Girl, put that away! What was that? Pornography! Yes, porno! Okay, guys, maybe even the girls. Porn is sin. It's lusting. It's the same thing, except it's easier because it's in front of you and you don't gotta move your neck. You understand me? It's the same thing, guys. It's the same thing, girls. It's having sex with yourself. You understand me? Masturbation, that's all sin. That's all the devil. That ain't of God. God didn't make you uh, to have sex with yourself or to watch other people have sex. He made you to have sex with your wife in the future. Sex ain't bad. It's a good thing when you're married. You understand me? It's a good thing when you're married. Having sex before marriage. thats the, Oh, come on, somebody. Having sex before you're married. Look, I'm guilty of it, guys. I'm very much guilty of it. But look, once I got right with the Lord, once I started getting discipled, and I understood that that displeased God. No more, Lord. No more. Because when you're able to comprehend and understand that it actually hurts God, that he hates that, you begin to see his heart. And not only that, but you get to see his judgment. Because you will get judged according to those things. You will get judged if you continuously tell lies. You will get judged if you continuously curse, smoke, drink, lust, watch a porn. This book, this book we call the Bible, is going to judge you. This Bible tells you not to do those things. You do them freely every single day, and you're okay with it. The Lord is going to judge you on it. That's the lifestyle of the world. If you're born again... If you're truly born again, you will stop doing those things. And sometimes, sure, I understand it could be a process. It could be a process, guys. I'm not telling you that tomorrow you could be up here preaching like I'm preaching. No, I'll take the mic away from you. Sit down, know your place. I'm just kidding. But look, I'm saying, hey, it's a process. But some of these things you could cut off right away. Pornography, you could cut off. You could, you could very much. For some people, it might be harder. It's okay. Some people think it might, it might be harder to stop cursing than it is to stop smoking. You know what I mean? <coughs> Everybody has their difficulties. But the point is that you strive to not be like that. Amen? Turn to your Bibles. I want you guys to see this. James chapter (coughs) 4. I'm going to give you the word of God really quick. Is that okay? It's not my own personal opinion. Like I said, guys, it is the word of God. James chapter 4, verse 4. It says, you adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world It's what? Toward who? Anyone who chooses to be a what? Of the what? Becomes an enemy of? Come on, somebody. Meaning if you do those things, you do those things and you become a friend of it, and you surround yourself in the atmosphere, you begin to commit hatred towards God. You don't necessarily have to curse God out. I curse God. I said, God, I hate you. Get the F away from my life. I never want you. Walked away. And I didn't I didn't meet. And what happened? I got into alcoholism. I got into cigarettes. I got all, all that stuff that I mentioned, that I fell into. Right after I said, God, get away from me. <clears throat> you don't necessarily have to do it with your mouth, but you do it with your actions. When you curse at somebody, you're cursing God out. When you're lying, you're lying to God. When you're lusting and having sex outside of marriage, you're cheating on God. You understand me? God hates those things. He's a jealous God. Did you know that his name literally means jealous? And Exodus says that I, I am an all-consuming fire, and my name means jealous. God is a jealous God. He wants you for himself. He wants you for himself. Okay, let's get to question number two now. Hallelujah. All right, question number two. A couple more minutes, guys, a couple more minutes. So how do I become born again? That's the second question, right? You become born again when you repent of your sins, meaning confess your sins to God and trust Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior. How many of you guys on done that already? Let me get amen. Amen. <laughs> amen, amen. But it doesn't just stop there. When you depend, when you depend on Jesus Christ, you will be set free from sin and you will live according to God's standards. Man's standards are corrupt. Some men think that cursing is okay. Some men think that murdering is okay. Other women might think having sex before marriage is okay. They they have their own standards. That's why we can't go by our own standards because the sinful nature is corrupt. Man is corrupt. That's why we go to a holy God and we go to the holy standard. Amen? We go to a perfect standard. And it's not impossible to retrieve. Uh, It could be hard at times, but it's not impossible. Amen? Come on, somebody. Third question, once I'm born again, I'm always born again, right? <laughs> once I'm born again, like if today, like, you know, my first time in church, and, like, I'm kind of scared of God now, and uh, I want to be born again. <laughs> I'm born again forever, right? Go to heaven, it's like a golden ticket. Willy Wonka, you guys ever watch that movie, Golden Ticket? Woo, put it in my wallet. And you go on sinning, do the same thing you were doing, and you die, and you go, oh, oh, Jesus. I got my Willy Wonka ticket right here. I was born again February 26, 10 years ago. <laughs> and that thing's like, Pff, just blow up. Fire. And I, don't I don't think so, boy. <laughs> That's what God's going to say. You understand know, me? Like, I don't think so. He's going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. I never knew you. <clears throat> Meaning you never took the time to get to know me. Okay, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9 through 10. It says, do you not know that the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God, meaning heaven? So let's rephrase that. Do you not know that the wicked, the evil people, will not inherit heaven? Do not be deceived. Do not be tricked, elevate, neither the sexually immoral, meaning looking at porn or having sex before marriage, nor idolaters, people who put things before God, like your relationship or your sports or the TV or Facebook, okay? Nor adulterers, meaning people who have sex before God or before marriage or cheating other wives and their husbands, nor male prostitutes, hello, okay, the Bible's real, okay, nor homosexual offenders, okay? Look, homosexuality is a sin, guys. I love the gay people, okay? You are not born gay. You become gay later on through the, the, the lies of the devil. If you want more information, hit me up, and I will tell you. And I got people that I know, and they could call you that were ex-homosexuals and turn to God, and God healed them. Amen? Anyways, okay, let's go. And verse 10, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God, a.k.a. heaven. <laughs> so if you do those things, after you accept Jesus Christ tonight, or you did it last year or three years ago, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. Galatians 5, chapter uh, chapter 5, verse 19. It says, the acts of the sinful nature are obvious. They're obvious, guys. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft, a.k.a. smoking weed. That's also, uh, that's also witchcraft, guys. Hit me up afterwards. I'll explain it to you, okay? Hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, being greedy, dissension, Factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies, hello, orgies and the like. So anything like those things, I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God, a.k.a. heaven. You, if you accept God tonight and tomorrow you freely spark up a joint or you freely get in a fight, you continuously freely do it, God will not accept you into heaven. God will take back that gift of salvation. He will take it right back. So you, no, nope, you didn't keep your side. You didn't keep your side of the deal. No. Nope. I told you to live a certain way, live a certain standard, my standard, God says. And if you go and you live the lifestyle that I just mentioned, even if you continuously lie, guys, it ain't going to happen. And look, I know it could sound impossible. It could sound really hard. But just imagine this, man. It's like before me before I knew God, I just had like a big pile of sloppy mud and it stunk and there was flies and manure. I don't know, whatever, Gross. Okay, so I had it in my hand, right? And I was dirty. And then I met I met God. And then I always thought I had like, like just a piece of brick of gold on my hand, right? I'm like, dang, this thing's shiny, I'm good, you know. Right, and then God sees and he he reveals it. He opens my eyes, and I see nothing but a pile of mud with manure and flies around. it, stinky. He washes my hand, and I'm just like, wow, I never felt so free before, right? It's clean, awesome, and God's that way, and he's saying, follow me. Okay, God, I'm going to follow you, so I'm following him, and look, sometimes we can stumble. Sometimes we can trip. I'll trip, Oh! and I get a little bit of mud in my hand. I get a little, oh, man, I got a dirty, Lord, I'm sorry. Can you clean this up again? And he cleans it freely. You see, but I accidentally stumbled. I stumbled into it, guys. You see, there's a difference. There's stumbling into it and then walking and just going, (laughs) yeah, you know, just walking out and just walking. (laughs) (laughs) You guys know what I'm talking about. (laughs) You got something stinky? You know what I'm saying, all right? Walking around, oh, guys, look, that that ain't going for because you freely did it. You freely scooped it off. You freely snipped your fingers, okay? You freely did all that. You see, God ain't going to bless your mess. Somebody said, God ain't going to bless your mess. He ain't going to do that. You see, if you messed up like that and you, you keep on doing it, guys, you keep on getting, digging down for it. See, are you really born again? you got to question your relationship with the Lord at that point. If you stumble every once in a while, God will forgive that. If you mess up like that and you reach down, God will forgive that. But look, you have to turn away from it. You have to be showing God that you're willing to leave it behind. You understand me? You have to strive for the perfection. Somebody say, strive for the perfection. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Romans chapter 8, verse 13 says, for if you live according to the sinful nature, you will die. But if the, by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, meaning in the Spirit you put away every sin in your body, you will live. Come on, somebody. Question number four, the fourth question. What happens if you're not born again? That's a good question, right? John 3.3, 3, the opening scripture we had. In replies, Jesus declared, I tell you the truth. No one can see the kingdom of God, which is all the other, a.k.a. heaven. No one can see heaven unless he is what? Born again. So if you cannot see heaven unless you're born again, will you see heaven when you die? If you're not born again? No, right? No, it doesn't work that way. It does not work that way, guys. Meaning if you're not serving God on this earth, meaning if you do not accept him tonight, knowing downright you're not living for him and you leave these doors the same way you came in, And something were to happen to you tonight. You, my friend, my brothers, my sisters, I love you, but not according to me, but according to God himself, says that you will go to hell tonight if you were to die and you did not dedicate your life to him. You were not striving to live for him. That's the truth. That's the Bible. Somebody say amen. Okay, Revelation 21, verse 8, and I just want to give you this really quick. But the cowardly, the unbelieving So people who say, I don't believe in God, the vile, the murderers, the sexual immoral, you guys already know what sexual immorality is, those who practice magic arts, okay, witchcraft, things like that, and smoking weed, the idolaters, so anybody that puts anything before God, all liars, their place will be in the fiery lake of burning sulfur. Their place will be in hell. Guys, that's real talk. That's for real. That's legit. You guys want to keep it real? That's real. You understand me? Mark chapter nine verse eight, where there will be worm, there, where there worms does not, where worms do not die, and the fire is not quenched. Meaning when you're in hell, it's described in hell really quick, where there's worms eating inside of your body. They do not die. They're continuously eating your flesh, and the fire is not quenched. Meaning you're always burning. That's just a glimpse of what hell's described. as in the Bible. Okay, guys. I'm going to ask Lonnie to get on the stage so you guys know what it means to be born again. You guys know, you guys know what it means. Now, here's the question. Alive or dead? Are you going to choose to live or are you going to choose to die? I'm talking about spiritual now. Are you going to spiritually live or are you going to spiritually die? To be born again or not to be born again? That's the question tonight. That's the question very